0: Welcome to the Dumb Idea Podcast Show with Mike and Alex. We thank you for joining us as we have a couple of beers and a cigar and talk about what's going on in our lives. Grab an adult beverage and a smoke and settle in with us. Please like, subscribe, and comment on each show so we can hear whether you agree or disagree with our take on things. Listen wherever your favorite podcasts are and at www.dumbideapodcast.com. So we're going to try something a little bit different, but not too different. Anyone who's listening to the show knows Mike and I like to talk about cars. Um, Not mechanics, but just kind of enthusiasts that we like certain cars and have a little bit more knowledge than the average Joe about cars. And then we got to thinking, you know, what were cars that the everyman could afford, um, but were really fast? Like the old wolf in sheep's clothing kind of car. Like... You didn't know it was coming, but they could smoke you off the line if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Now, we haven't talked about the cars before the show for the most part. Basically, I picked five that I thought were awesome. Mike picked five that he thought were awesome, but we didn't share which five we picked. So it's going to kind of be like our top five list and the, the Wolf and Sheep's clothing car list. Now, there are a lot of these cars out there, so we're obviously going to miss some but these are the five that we picked. We might even be able to do this show again and pick another five for each of us. Cause there's that many out there, but, um, and we both might have different criteria. So we'll, we'll kind of explain this as we go. Um, but basically we're looking for cars that could creep up on you at a stoplight. You think they're just average, ordinary cars. Someone bought it for like 15 grand or whatever. And then they just took off on you because it's got a beast under the hood or just something you weren't expecting from something that looks ordinary. Um, so I don't know how we want to do this. Do you want to go first or want me to go first? Who- so um I'll start off.
1: All right. So my first one is something that I actually considered buying and I didn't buy it cuz I couldn't find one that was in decent enough shape. Mm-hmm. But the Ford Flex. So you look at the Ford Flex. And it looks like a two box SUV. Yeah. Or a, a low slung SUV or station wagon. But the flex with the 3.5 liter EcoBoost had a stupid amount of power. Uh, that's the same engine they were putting in the Navigator, uh, the F 150, that twin turbo V6. Yeah. And um, it's kind of quirky looking. You know, it, it, it's, it almost looks like a. Uh, you know, for anyone that doesn't know it, it, it's almost like a like a scion xb that just like on steroids like it's just yeah. a, a boxy weird looking vehicle but they're actually have a lot of utility as well they're so big inside you've got seven passenger seating and and plenty of room in there for all your stuff and kids and whatever it it's it doesn't look like your average suv but again if you're just sitting at a stoplight and you see it, especially it would have to be the 3.5 liter version. Um, Like it's, it's a, it's a lot quicker than it looks.
0: Yeah. It's got the three five without any enhancement on it coming out the gate. But when they put the twin turbo on it, that thing would scoot. Mm -hmm. I think it would weighed about what? 4,700 pounds. it It wasn't light. No. But the other thing is like, if you just look at this thing, it screams grocery getter. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's not even high enough to be an SUV. Like it's literally a station wagon. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it harkens back to the old Volvo R's. Yeah, or no, the V. Sorry, mm-hmm. the V. Uh, the Volvo like V seventy. Like those just big boxy station yeah, wagons. Like these, something tells me that might be making a reappearance
1: on. This they still <laughs> well yeah they still, they still make those. Like yeah.
0: Volvo did not ditch the wagon. It's yeah. like one of the only car companies that's still making wagons. Yep, and. and I'm in the, like so I got some wagons on my list too. Mm-hmm. Um but no that the other thing about the Flex is that it's very very practical. Oh yeah. Like it's three rows and it's a genuine three rows that you can sit Yeah, it's in. it's not it's not crossover three
1: rows, which is hey, we want to make it a, th- a third row, so let's cram a third row that only um you know, preschoolers can fit in without car seats it's not legal right but let's cram this in the nissan rogue <laughs> right right <laughs> they're selling those with three rows which it's normal sized humans are not fitting three abreast in that in that the the third row of any of those small vehicles
0: so but they're willing to i mean the flex though they can like I can oh fit yeah the, back the flex, flex. The, yeah i mean it, it's almost the length of an expedition yeah it's that I, mean, I would say it's bigger than an explorer, mm-hmm. but it's almost the size of an expedition as far as lengthwise. But it just it sits so low.
1: Yeah, it almost looks like. Um, and there are packages that people get, and they I don't know, if, like back in the in the '60s and '70s, the Cal, SoCal surfer boys would get the yeah. station wagons and slam them down, and you know to carry their surfboards back and forth to to the beach. In so it it almost re- harkens back to
0: that. I'm surprised Ford never did like a uh, like the Woody uh, version. Oh, Woody! Because wow. it, it it is I mean it is designed and set up where they could slap like the wood panel on the side mm-hmm. or the lower third, and that thing would be a great retro edition. Woody, yeah. Maybe they were afraid
1: of doing it with the uh, remind people too much of, of a Dodge Aries K with True, yeah. wood
0: stickers on it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, the only other issue. I mean, I don't think it sells like hotcakes. I mean, because I think a lot of people have issues with the styling itself. Because mm-hmm. it is, you're right. It's, it's two boxes on wheels. Um, I kind of like the styling though. Yeah, I think it looks all right. I thought it was neat. I, I, yeah, and when
1: I was going to get one, I thought this thing's going to stay. I'm not going to lose it in a parking lot. No. Now, the Fusion I ended up buying lose in the parking lot and it's silver but (laughs) it's 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 lost in the parking lot yeah but i'm not going to lose that thing in the parking lot
0: um so yeah that's that's my uh that was my lead off so that's a good one because it's definitely attainable for the everyman too i mean right now you you get one probably under fifty thousand miles oh yeah i mean granted car prices are jacked up right now but easily affordable probably around the 14 15 range well no they, and th- that's what
1: kind of drew me to it was my cap when i was buying that vehicle was 20 yeah and it fit under there it's just i wasn't finding them close enough or with the miles i wanted or with the the stuff i wanted in it you know or when i did find them they were i i didn't feel like spending that much money on it so it was
0: kind of i just wasn't hitting the mark kind of a the cousin of it Was the Lincoln MKT, Mm -hmm. which was like the faux hearse, because that back end of it was horrendously large. Yeah. Like, but I drove one, I sat in one, they sat very differently. For the MKT, for me, it sat a little bit higher, it's a little bit more like an SUV, Mm -hmm. but it kind of went with Ford's motif of kind of making their cars on the inside feel narrow. Yeah, like with the old with with the last gen Explorer, it felt narrow inside. Um, but when you got in the Flex, it didn't it didn't have that feeling. Like for whatever reason, that was the one car that came out of Ford when like right after they redid the the, uh, the Taurus. Um, and the Explorer, where those felt real tight. I mean, the torso was supposed to be a full-size sedan. The back seat was cramped. It felt narrow. Oh, it's a, it, that like, car like, feels smaller than it needs to be. It was an abomination. Yeah. Like, it, it should have been much bigger for a full-size sedan. And they just botched it. when Because when you sat inside, you did not feel like it was a big sedan. And the same thing with the Explorer. Like, it didn't feel like it had the width. It didn't feel like it had enough space on the inside. But when you sat in the Flex... I mean, it was probably about the same size as an Explorer, but it felt much bigger on the Mm -hmm. inside. Then top it off, you can throw a twin turbo in it and and scoot. (laughs) Yeah. All right, now now (laughs) you got my attention. And, yeah, it just had, for me, it had nice looks. I know a lot of people just don't like it, but like I think if I had to convince my wife to get one, I think she'd be like, eh, I don't know if I want to be seen in that. Yeah,
1: that's the thing with it. The styling is so kind of out there. That you really have to be into it, yeah. And me being a car person, like I was into it because you don't see a whole lot of them around. I think there's one in the neighborhood, yep. Um, and it's not a it's not a twin turbo version, no. But there there's one in the neighborhood. And you just see them around, and you know it's just something that unless kind of like again like the the Scion XB, I thought they were cool too,
2: yeah.
1: Um, but that kind of bread wagon. Old school look to it. The flex yeah. almost need to have barn doors in the
0: back. Yeah, it would have been even cooler. That would have been awesome. Yeah, like, so, kind of like how the mini does it. Yeah, with the with the clubman.
1: Yeah, and and with that, but I think for your average car buyer that looks at their car more no more than a, an appliance, yeah. they're not going to be too down with it.
0: No. So, and that's that would be most car buyers. It's just it's an appliance. All right. So next car, next car. I'm gonna I'm going with my top one, and you and I talked about this one a couple weeks ago. Chevy made a car That essentially looks like The Chevy Malibu But lo and behold There's an LS1 under the hood (laughs) And it's rear wheel drive And It's the Chevy SS Yes Now Chevy screwed this car up Ten ways to Sunday Yeah And a lot So one was the styling They basically took a Malibu top And put it on a Chevy bottom Um so, they didn't differentiate it from the Malibu. So, everyone thought it was a front-wheel drive car. And then on top of it, the Malibu didn't have a really big back seat, whereas this one had more legroom in the back. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would have thrived as a family sedan where the Malibu was kind of shrunk in the back. So, like it was going to be tough to even put a teenager back there and fit behind the first seat. But this thing, perfect size... Rear wheel drive, huge engine yes. underneath, and I mean, this was I mean it was it was the old is the Holden Commodore they brought over from Australia. They mm-hmm. used it as their police car that yeah. they tried to sell to people. Unfortunately, not too many police departments bought it either. Yeah, because
1: I think what Chevy was thinking with that was that because they sold it, the police package was called the Caprice, and I think they thought that the Caprice would pay the bills. And then the SS would be, like, just cheddar yeah. on top. But uh, the police departments didn't get into it because a lot of them are switching over to SUVs anyway. Yeah. And the, the the Caprice had some things that, that police departments didn't like. It It had, there's no column shifter. So anyone that's seen the inside of a police car knows that there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes in there. And column shifters are nice when you have all the, Radios and computers and printers and all this other crap that, that goes in there, this still had a floor mounted shifter yeah so you had that that was just a bad you know not a good look right. um the car itself you know it, it was I'm not sure what kind of engines they offered in them uh every now and then you'll see Maryland State Police they have a couple of them yeah. that are that are floating around, but none of them in their new paint scheme, so they're all older cars they only I think they only bought them for a year or two yeah um and then I think the SS, because it wasn't getting traction there and no one could really draw the comparison between the SS and the Caprice, they never really put two and two together. But it's, it's a really cool car that yeah. I would like V8. You, you read any car magazine and what do they want? V8 rear wheel drive sedans. Yeah. And here was one and nobody bought it.
0: I think part of their issue was the naming of the car. They named it the SS. Now, the SS is usually a badge for yeah, for a package, yep. Um, so, they should have... I feel like they should have marketed it to the public as a Caprice. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they had Caprices in the past. Yeah. I think the problem was they didn't want to make it big enough to compete with the Impala. I think they had two cars. They should have done one. Yeah. They should have dropped the front-wheel drive Impala... Renamed the SS either the Impala or the Caprice, mm-hmm. had an SS badge version, which was essentially the police version, yeah, with the LT, with the or with the LT engine and then whatever or LS engine in it, whatever mm-hmm. they had in it. They should have made it a package, not the car, yeah, um, because it was the right size car for a full size sedan. Now mm-hmm. they could have bumped out the trunk a little bit to make it longer to fit it in that full size frame, but. I think Chevy just missed. Not on the car; the car itself was good. Yeah. But Chevy missed the boat as far as the naming, the marketing, which was zero. Right. Um, yeah. They- um, I think they probably had a winner on their hands, and they just everyone else botched it. Yeah. Because the interior was nice on it too. Um, they were kind of they they were kind of coming out of that. Um they were still doing the waterfall grills but they were coming away from that stupid looking generic stereo yeah. that they put in everything <laughs> they were going to screens at that point yeah. so the interior like it was like the beginning of Chevy's new interiors and they were they weren't bad i mean i'm not saying they're the highest quality but they looked nice well,
1: one of the one of the the criticisms of of, uh, of all of general motors has been their interiors yeah. just plastic junk yeah. and you know this they've done some good work to you know, and, and in that car especially, they really did a lot of good work to make it better. And then just yeah, like you said, they didn't market it. Nobody knew what it was. Um, had they done the thing where they called it the Impala, and you had the Impala as the police car, yeah. Or and then now there's the Impala SS, and everybody, Ooh, that's the that's the same thing the cops get. Yeah. And just like in '96 with the Impala SS, right? That was essentially just a civilianized version of the. 9c1 police package in in the caprice yeah so uh yeah they they missed it. it's a it's a shame because that was a cool car too it was I,
0: and i mean gm yeah they were struggling to get like a foothold in the car market and i think i mean think about it this way ford's getting out of cars all together mm-hmm. they're dropping the taurus they're dropping I, I i i don't know if they they're keeping the focus but the focus is their world car yeah um but I think the fusion's going to be gone and there's they're selling all SUVs. I think there was going to be a little bit of a void for the American sedan that GM could have capitalized on with some good vehicles. I mean, the new Malibu is nice, but they but so they essentially did what they should have done originally, which was make the back seat bigger. Yeah. The back seats I feel like it's kind of like with the Lexus IS. The back seats kill these things. They're four-door sedans. You need to be able to put a human back there. Yeah. If I can't fit back there, I'm only five nine. Right. If my knees are banging up against the front seat, it's all it's off
1: my list. Yeah. And right you know, away. yeah. And now, granted, I don't sit in the back seat of my own cars generally, but when you start, start talking about car seats and things like that, if mm-hmm. if a person can't sit back there, and then you put a car seat little kid in there, and now he's kicking the back of your seat. And I'm six too, so every car I drive, the seats all the way back. Yeah. And now. I can't drive my car because if someone else is sitting back there, now I'm pushed forward too to make them fit. Right. So, yeah, they. I don't know what the why they insisted upon keeping the front wheel drive sedan. You because know, the Impala, the actual Impala, is now dead too. Right. Um, that was a nice car though. Yeah, and the that, thing is, you could get that for like nothing right now,
0: <laughs> or well, no, last year. <laughs> well, if you want a nicer version, go get the Buick LaCrosse mm-hmm. because that car. And for a while, that car has been big enough. where like you and I, I; we could sit in the back seat. It's yeah. got plenty of room. In fact, the the Cadillac XTS was the Cadillac version of it. If you can find those, they're really comfortable mm-hmm. to sit in. Now, it doesn't fall; it's not a wolf in sheep's clothing, so it doesn't fall in this category. Yeah, but just as as a generally nice car to drive, if you can find a Cadillac XT XTS. Mm-hmm. They made it for like three model years yeah. before they switched to the new naming and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, just a nice car to drive, yeah. very pleasant. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. What's your next car? So, my next one,
1: I'm not sure whether to split it up into two different ones, or just talk about one and then. So Ford used to have SVT, right? Special Vehicle Team, and. Everyone's heard of the SVT Lightning, the F-150, um, which in and of itself, I mean, is and I'm not talking about the Raptor of today. I'm talking about the old F-150 Lightning, right? Two wheel drive pickup super fast. Uh, but there were two cars that it's they're hard to find right now or they've always been hard to find because they're SVT cars. But again, they kind of meet the criteria of if you pull up next to one, you're really not going to know that it's that it's packing, you know, that's packing heat. Um, The one is the SVT Focus, the original iteration of the Focus that came over here uh, in the early 2000s.
0: The bubble butt. Yeah.
1: And then the other one's the uh, SVT Contour. Yeah. And the Contour was such a nice looking car. They're small, not big. You know, I guess it kind of replaced the Tempo. Would Dang. have been what the the Contour replaced, um, bigger than an Escort, smaller than a Taurus type of deal. Yeah. But the SVT Contour, I always liked them. Um, they're small, they're nimble, and I, and I think with the Contour, the focus is more on handling, more so than just all out speed. Yeah. But uh, you don't see them. If I see one of them, like. Ooh, like my wife, like, she cares. Right. I'll say, ooh, oh, it's an SVT Contour. She's like, a oh, what? And he, like, literally, she cannot pick it out. Yeah. It just looks like an old sedan. Like an old,
0: late 90s, 2000s sedan. It's got, like, a couple SVT badges on it. Yeah. Maybe. It's,
1: it's, and what I liked about Ford with the SVT, it wasn't ridiculous decals and wings. It was very subtle. Yeah. Even the the svt Focus. Now, I'm sure there's someone out there that goes and rices it all out. Yeah. But factory... SVT cars were very, very subtle in their badging appearance. You didn't know what it was until you had to. It's almost like you had to know what it was to know what it was.
0: Right. So well, um, a lot of the mods were mechanical. Yeah. I mean, the shocks got stiffened. Uh, roll bars got stiffened. Sway bushes, sway bars. I mean, they were just everything was beefed up. Yeah. I mean, some would say it was like what the car should have been before right. they put it out. before but, the Before the bean counters got to it. Right. And I remember that car because it came out right when the Taurus lineup changed, mm-hmm. and that Contour, the SVT, was supposed to take the place of the original Taurus show. Mm-hmm. They were about the same size. Um, it was when the Taurus was starting to get bumped up size wise. Yeah, so it was going from like midsize to like mid full size that was the Taurus was going up mm-hmm. because that what they were doing was they were trying to everyone who bought a Taurus they were the first gen Taurus or even first second gen Taurus um, they were starting to get older bigger kids and the idea was we want to keep them in the family yeah so we'll just make the car that they're used to shopping for bigger so that they can just they'll just buy another Taurus right and it worked. Cause, uh, I right. mean, it was a
1: top-selling car, right? You know, for for a long time. That and so, the Accord they ran all together all
0: the time. So, so the Contour, though, that that's when that came out, and it was very similar in size to the original Taurus. Mm-hmm. The tour, the original Taurus, wasn't a huge car. No, um, it, it wasn't the full mid-size car that it ended up being. And it definitely wasn't the full-size car that they're trying to claim it is now. <laughs> well, but I mean, it, it it was a just a nice car like i was gonna say if you want like a newer version the original taurus sho the contour is probably your way to go i think the other problem was though like the the when they did the taurus it was a nice interior kind of for mm-hmm. the most part and i think they kind of cheaped out on the contours interior Yeah, and to be honest with you i i would probably say the reliability's not there because you don't see any of them anymore yeah you i mean you
1: might see one on cars and bids yeah um I follow this thing. It's called Cool Craigslist Cars. You might see one pop up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't. It's it's not something you spot in the wild all that much. Yeah. Um, I just don't think many people bought them either. No, and again, it was SVT car, so it was a it was a limited run vehicle. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's not like they were. I mean, you had to be an SVT dealer to even sell them. Yeah. And I think the way for I forget <clears throat> it was volume. You had to bleed with a certain amount of volume. Right. And then they spaced them out through their through their, their regions or districts, so there were only so many. Um, I mean, there was a Ford dealership when I was in college that was an SVT dealer, and you can go get it. So me and my buddy would drive up there and, you know, uh, drool over the F-150 Lightnings and the... I forget what the Mustang... Was that the... Um, the Cobra? Yeah. For the yeah, Ford SVT Cobra, yeah. yeah. So... You'd see stuff like that, uh, but yeah, you don't see a whole ton of them out there. And the, the same with the Focus, you don't, you know. And the ones that you do see, if if you see one for sale somewhere, like unless it's got like stupid low miles on it, yeah. it's probably been dogged out. Someone's probably been running SCCA in it, or especially with the Focus, yeah. Or some kid's been out here running up
0: and down Route Two like a douchebag. Well, so, to, to be honest with you, Europe got the better focuses than we did. Mm-hmm. Europe's been getting the high-end Focus. Now they've been getting it from years, like decades yeah. long. But in America, small cars really don't they don't sell a whole ton well, unless it's oh, yeah. like a Corolla. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And and well the Europeans, they also get um they get stuff we don't get like Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> or or the, the, the Ford Mondeo wagon, which is right. a fusion wagon. Yeah. They don't sell those here. Americans don't buy station wagons. We don't but because of the way vehicles are taxed in Europe it's all by displacement engine displacement so if you want if you need an SUV in Europe unless you're super wealthy fuel is so expensive and the taxes are so high on on the vehicles that you will buy the station wagon because you kind of get that space and utility yeah where here it's you know it costs the same much to, to it costs the same amount to to register like granted you have your trucks and stuff like that but you know it's not that much difference between a suburban and a Sienna. Right to to register for two years. No, it's so. just
0: they're all classified as a certain weight vehicle. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. So. Right. so, this is actually a good segue into my next car, though. So my next car was the eighty nine to ninety five show. Okay. The Tour show. Yeah. Um, this was the original Trailblazer car from Ford into where they brought their SVT cars to the masses. Mm-hmm. This was like their the the OG. Yeah. And this was another one though that like it will creep up on you like you won't even know what it is if it comes up next to you at a stop sign mm-hmm. or a street light or whatever it is because like you said, they didn't plaster show yeah. in big bright badges yeah like on the on the front passenger door and the front driver door, yep it was like etched in the plastic yeah on SHO the and on the, the bumper. bumper yep both I think it was both bumpers. Like it was on the front bumper on the side, but the back bumper was across the back. But it was body colored. Yeah. So if you weren't really looking for it, you didn't see it was there. Right. And it might have had, I think, SHO on the wheel caps. Yeah, I think it had the wheels were different. Little were bit, they yeah. body colored wheels? No. Okay. No, no. They were they were silver wheels. Um, cause I, the, so this is one car I've had. I had the night. I had the last year version, I had the 95, 94, 95. Um, And the funny part was my mother, she had a 94 originally. She bought hers new. I bought mine when it was like 10 years old. The cars were completely different. Like the ride was different. The handling was different. The sound was different. And even the interior, the interior bits got a little bit nicer on the show than they did on the regular version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, my mother's was, like, a little bit more floaty. Um, it was the, you know, it was the grocery getter car. Like, you, everyone, I mean, masses of people bought these things. Mm-hmm. The show was lowered down. Yep. Tighter springs. Everything was stiffened up. The Yamaha engine that wasn't super fast. It only had, like, 205 horsepower. But the big thing with that is that it would rev to, like, 7,000. Oh, m. yeah. Like, and it's the like other a big part of motorcycle engine, yeah. But the other part of it was you could get it in a manual. Mm-hmm. It was like a, you could get a big sedan in a manual. Now the Japanese were doing that. Like you could get Camrys in a manual, yep. Accord you could get in a manual. In fact, Hondas were selling a ton of manuals back in the day. This past, I want to say, last year was the last
1: year for the manual in the uh, in the Accord. Yeah, one just popped up on uh, cool Craigslist cars. It was like this car is cool. Not because it's a Honda Accord, but because it's the
0: last manual you could get. Well, and the other problem with, in Honda, unless you got the two door Accord Coupe, you couldn't get the V6 mated with the six speed manual. You had to get the four cylinder with mm-hmm. the four door version. Yeah. Um, and they've been doing that one for years. They stopped giving they stopped giving the option for the six speed manual with the six cylinder engine. So they didn't have that little pocket rocket mm-hmm. kind of car. But the show, the 94-95 the show, in my opinion, was one of the best cars that Ford ever put out. Mm-hmm. Um, very big, well, not very big, big usable sedan. Yeah. You could use it as your everyday car, no mm-hmm. problem. But if you wanted to step on it, you had some go. Yeah. And it was just an interesting car. And I, I feel like, just like we said with GM kind of dropped the ball with the SS, I feel like Ford dropped the ball. As far as the Taurus line in general. Yep. And then the show in general.
1: Because then, shortly after that, they switched over to the Oval Taurus. Which killed the car. Yeah. Yeah. And the SHO stopped being that Yamaha sourced, you know, high revving V6. They was
0: switched, it a V6? They switched it to a V8. It was a V8. They with, crammed with, a with V8. The in there. Yeah. The Frog Guys. They,
1: yeah. yeah. And they called it an SHO, but it wasn't an SHO. No. It was, it was a. It was a front-wheel-drive V8 sedan, yep. which part of me thinks is kind of cool when they cram a transverse-mounted V8 into a front-wheel-drive sedan. Chevy did it with the, uh, with the, the ninth Gen Impala. Yeah. Um, I think Cadillac did it. Uh, Ford did it. Lincoln did it. But they're just, you know, again, you, you put it on a crappy transmission. Right. And front-wheel-drive doesn't inspire anything. You know, um, it's but even even it if would, torque steer.
0: Even if they would have done that, though, if they wouldn't have botched the car so bad, yeah, like nobody wanted to be driving in the, something that looked like that mm-hmm. on on the next gen, like the ninety six, <laughs> the 96, 97 version. It was one of the ugliest cars. Like wh- whoever let that get out of the design department, yeah, and the, the should ovals, have been fired. And the ovals were
1: everywhere, Everything.
0: even on the inside. All uh, oh, the, the radio, the radio oh. was this. Yeah, Crushfield guys were
1: having a heart attack. Like, yeah. what do we do with this thing? The you, you ovals throw, were
0: everywhere. You burn the car. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you just burn the whole thing. And, and it wasn't cool, like the the RX eight. How it has that rotary looking triangle all over, like right, little right, cues yeah, inside yeah. the car. Because yeah. it's part. It's got a rotary engine. It's neat. Like these are just worthless, stupid ovals. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like the 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 nineties threw up in there.
0: Yeah. Or, but mm-hmm. they they just, I mean they had so much goodwill with that car, and they just threw it all the way with one bad design. Yep. <laughs> so, I guess uh, what th- you got. Th- by the way, we, we forgot to mention with that Chevy SS. By the way, before they brought it as a Chevy SS. It was the Pontiac G8 GT, Mm -hmm. and then they killed Pontiac. Yeah. And then they had to figure out what to do with that car. All right, anyway, moving on. All right, so third car. So
1: I'm going to go with the... uh, So it doesn't really qualify as a sleeper because they were built to go fast. However, you could get them... So when I was in high school and later... You could get these cars. You'd see them in the class, the old classified ads in the in the uh, newspaper back before we had Craigslist and Auto Trader. You have to look at look up find cars in the newspaper were the third gen F bodies, so Camaros and Firebirds. And though they're made to go fast, it's kind of an every guy's car because. Any high school parking lot had a plethora of these things in them because you could get them for like two or three grand. And you know, in the 90s versions, that what we're talking about, no, so the, the really pointy front end, third gen F bodies. So we're talking
0: 82 to 92.
1: Oh, okay, so, so the I rocks,
0: I got you. Yeah. So the, the lower, T-top, like yeah. lower T, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Right.
1: And I had one, actually, I had two of them. Um, I had an I E28, and I had uh, it was called a sport coupe. Mm-hmm. Um, the Interiors were junk. Um, they ran well. <laughs> the 305 was a dog of a motor, but when you found that iRox E28 for Every- two grand yeah. and you could scream in it, um, definitely one of those cars that you know the old Italian retard out cruising, but you know it wasn't the only Rock though, because Dodge did the, the Daytona as an IROC as well. So, but no one calls right. that the Italian retard out cruising, but uh, <laughs> no, the those God, cars, you just offended a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> but they were fun. They were fun cars to have. Um, insurance companies hated them. Um, they had a back seat in them only to satisfy the insurance company. But to, to say that it could seat four people. That's most but, two, that's yeah. the most two-door cars Yeah, now, though. <laughs> With the exception of like three. Yeah. But that IROX Z28 that I had, you know, it, it was a just a big V8 and a light car. Um, you could get them for a song. Now they're getting a lot more expensive because they're, so either the bodies rusted off of them, they died or people crashed them. Yeah. So now the ones that are out there are a lot more expensive than they were, but you could you could pick one why. up.
0: I don't know why though, to be yeah. honest, I, I, this was one car. I just never got into <laughs> it. Just, it did nothing for me. Um, I felt like it was more, more noise than go. So the three hundred five cars, I I agree with you. Yeah, um, but then it had the it had the GM interior, which like everyone who had a GM car back then knows exactly what this interior was, and knows that like within like after five months you bought it, it would just creak and rattle all oh, over yeah. the place. Everything would, like all the cheap plastics would rub against each other, <laughs> like not like it was just like. You just turn up the radio so you didn't have to hear your car. like yeah. the, so, the car's interiors rubbing up so against the, each other.
1: So the dashboard was this flat expanse of plastic. <laughs> right. And they'd always crack. Oh, Because the sun would hit it, and it would crack, and they were cheaply made to begin with.
0: The radios looked like shit.
1: Oh, yeah. The trim around the radios looked like shit. Awful. Um, the
0: shifters were plastic. feel like they were plastic. Yeah.
1: Now, both of mine... Well, my first one was a manual. My second one was an auto. Mm-hmm. But the... You'd have the the uh, the AC vents it was just a box right like they just stuck there um it had a uh, it had the the gauge cluster was like just a box right. that would sit there just boxes everywhere. <laughs> the T tops leaked <laughs> no. but when you're when you're an 18 19 year old kid it's
0: the cool thing ever awesome yeah and you think the girls love them the girls didn't love them you <laughs> right. the know the girls love they learned that they loved how there was a guy with a car yeah, right. they didn't care what car it was <laughs> you could be riding around a crap box they didn't care
1: but they were easy to work on yeah. so i learned how to do a lot of work on cars with plus it broke down all the time so so um but yeah so it's like i said not a sleeper but it's an everyman car um certainly not you know, nothing hoity or elite about them. Yeah. And I think you probably, now Mustangs get a pass. For whatever reason, no one, sh, no one craps on the Mustang like they do the Camaros of that generation, but the same douchebags were driving the Mustangs that were
0: driving the Camaros. For, so For whatever reason, the Mustang, car people don't equate Mustang to Camaro. They equate Mustang to Corvette. And it's the worst comparison because they're yeah. not in the same league. No, like the Corvette was a true sports car. The Mustang was basically a two two door box. Yeah, for the longest time. Now remember when the Mustang first came out, it w- it was labeled or pitted as a sports car. Mm-hmm. So the Corvette and the Mustang because back, the, they were more similar. Right. But once you kind of hit the Fox bodies for the Mustangs, they definitely compared more to the Camaros. Yeah. As like two door every man affordable car yeah. and the Corvette just stayed true to its sports car nature. Mm-hmm. And the and the thing is, in in when
1: the Corvette was first came out in nineteen fifty three, Ford's answer to that was not the Mustang. The Mustang didn't come out till sixty five. Ford's answer to the Corvette was the Thunderbird. Yeah. That was their answer to the to the Corvette. And then the Mustang comes out later, and I believe the first Mustangs were like they were six cylinder cars. They weren't they weren't like you know, drag cars. Right. Um, but then they found they could put big, they came out with the Boss 302s and and all this stuff that you could do to them easily, you know, modify them easily. Then Chevrolet answered the Mustang with the Camaro. Right. So, but people think that the Mustang and, and, and you're right, the Mustang and Corvette are not competitors. Now, no. today they might be because, you know, I don't know what, for, it really isn't making anything to go right up against the Corvette and the Mustang. You know, you go for a, for the Mustang, there's so much difference, you know. I'm not sure what a base Mustang costs now compared to the yeah. most specced out specialty package you can get.
0: Yeah. I, um, think, there's, I think there's a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Um, like, the base Mustang, I think you pick up for, like, 20, 25. Yep. 25, probably not 20. Yeah. But um, uh, I think, like, the Corvette now is... The Corvette's, like, it's now a mid-engine car. Yeah. Like, they're trying to compete against, like, shoot, I don't even... For an Audi RS8 or whatever. Yeah, they're Ferrari. trying to go
1: out the the European exotics. And oh. some of this stuff I've seen is they're pretty damn close to it.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, don't be right. It's just not what the Corvette always was. To yeah. Me. I feel like they, they've definitely... They've definitely punched out of the weight class. Yeah. So, like the Corvette for me was always the sports car that was um, accessible to the everyman a little bit.
1: Well, And um, the thing and is, they, yeah, they're like, getting rid of that. Right. Like when I was a kid, I had a Camaro, an old Camaro and my dad, just a government employee could have had it, could have driven a Corvette. Now that wasn't my dad at all. Um, he drove a Dodge Caravan, <laughs> right. but with the amount of like middle, a middle-class dad could afford a Corvette if he really wanted to
0: my perfect my dad yeah my dad had when I was growing up we had about I think he had three Corvettes Mm -hmm. 85-ish 87-ish and then when we get when he got older um when I got older I think he was a 90 99 98 Mm -hmm. which I liked I liked the C5 around kind of I mean it was it was a very flattish looking Corvette Mm -hmm. at that time he had the he had the convertible, but again, not a not a rich guy. Yeah, but I think he picked up the '99 for about twenty grand used. Well, there was stuff you could do with those where you could get that, and then you
1: could get Lincoln He could made a package yeah. with a supercharger. And you could put well, he it put, came with a new hood, and he would bolt on the supercharger, and um, so there was stuff you
0: could do to him too if you well, wanted to. He put on the quad tips, made it loud as hell. Yeah, I mean, it is what. That was his car. That that was his get around car, because they, they lived down south in, in the in Florida. You could put top down. Mm-hmm. They could drive around town with it. I mean, they had other cars to go f- distances, but that was their fun car. Yeah. But that was something. It, it was a car that the every man could have. And now that's gone. No, it's like, not. Quite, it's not
1: unobtainium. It's not saline S seven stuff. But isn't the new one like it starts at grand? Yeah, right? Oh yeah, that, that's a to me that's unobtainium. It's yeah, it's unobtainium to me, but right. you know, um, but but if you think like you can get a, I mean, eighty grand would not be out of the question for a you know Silverado High Country. That's true too.
0: You know, yeah. So. I, I, I guess my my mind's still back on old car prices, but yeah. <laughs> um, but the next, so the next car I got on my list, and we're, I don't know if people are going to agree that these are sleepers, but I think they are. Mm-hmm. They're essentially minivans that just goes really really fast okay and it's like the 2007 mercedes-benz r30 r63 Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna lump the e63 wagon in there okay because the the e63 wagon and the r63 uh which was just the which was just the amg version of the r class Mm -hmm. even if you got just the regular versions of those they still could scoot on you but the funniest part of this was was the R class the underpinnings of the R class were the same as the Chrysler Pacifica back then because that was back when the Mercedes Daimler uh, the Mercedes and the Daimler Chrysler and the uh, the Chrysler tie up was mm-hmm. happening right Yeah, and so uh Mercedes needed like a, a minivan type car but they didn't have they had never made a minivan they were just getting into SUVs. They were doing all right with them. They had the GL and whatnot, but they didn't have one that was lower to the ground. Yeah. And Chrysler didn't have, I think the minivan was gone at this point. So they were, the Pacifica was
1: supposed to replace the. Caravan, right. Or the Caravan. siblings, the town and country. Mm-hmm. Sure, Caravan town and country was supposed to be replaced with the Pacifica. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't happen because it, the Pacifica really wasn't a very good minivan. So... Right. um And they kept making the minivan. Like Chrysler's the only one that's continuously made their minivan from... Well, Toyota and Honda have as well. Right. Um, but yeah, because GM's completely out of the game. Yep. Uh, Ford doesn't make one Ford anymore either. Um, so yeah, it's the only thing that's really... And that was going to replace it. And it didn't, because it didn't meet the needs of your minivan buyer. Because then the Pacifica was kind of marketed as like a crossover SUV. Right. Which it really wasn't.
0: <clears throat> it was yeah. kind
1: of a minivan with four regular doors.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um and the R-Class had four regular doors as well.
0: They were I mean other than some body cladding, they were the underpinnings were clones for the most part. A lot of it was uh Daimler-Benz parts. Mhm. Um but with the, the with the R63 in general it was essentially the R350 or the Pacifica, but had a 500-horsepower engine <laughs> and went 0-60 to 60 in 4.7 yeah. seconds. Like, this thing went. Oh, yeah. And and to be honest, if you ever see one on the road, it really, other than the R63 and the AMG badge on the back... You're not going to notice it. You will not know no. it's not an R, R350. Yeah, and you're probably not
1: even going to immediately pick it out as a Mercedes-Benz either.
0: Um, yeah, because it doesn't look like any other Mercedes-Benz no, they've
1: ever made. No, it's the weirdest thing that for a couple of years they made this thing, and then they put in, they they did an AMG package, mm-hmm. which is really cool. It's almost like they're thinking, hmm, let's put something in the time capsule that's really going to throw them off, right. that's going to throw them for a loop. Um, but yeah, they did the same thing. Like they had the Crossfire, which shared a lot of parts with what was it, the CLA? Yeah, one of those. Um, <clears throat> You know, but the interior, the Crossfire interior was the Crossfire's is just a goofy looking car. Um,
0: People who drive now, though, they love them. Yeah, had they're that, also a bargain. Yeah, now they're not what they they didn't cost what they did back then. Yeah,
1: it had that little wing that would stick up. Stupid. <laughs> like, is that a Audi TT? No, right. it looks too, it looks too dumb to be even that. <laughs>
0: right, <laughs> um, but no, that was like I like the like where it might not be a complete sleeper, but definitely it could creep up on you. If you don't notice it, that's the the model coming at you. Now the mm-hmm. r R3, the r three fifty was just pedestrian. The Pacific was pedestrian. Yeah, but that r sixty three was crazy. Now yeah. the six point three was a garbage engine, mm-hmm. and anyone who's ever watched YouTube knows that there's like a ton of videos on the on the Mercedes E sixty three wagon mm-hmm. that just gets passed around from YouTuber to YouTuber yeah. <laughs> that just never gets fixed. Um, <laughs> So I'm not saying go out and buy one. I'm just saying, hey, if he's went on the road, it could smoke it. But Right. Um, what's your next one? So my next one,
1: I'm kind of going to go to like the grandfather of it mm-hmm. and then go into what it is. So my grandmother had a Dodge Omni. And the Dodge Omni was kind of what saved Chrysler from oblivion um, in the 80s. So they had that, the Dodge Omni, Plymouth Horizon. From that, they built the Caravan Voyager Town and Country on the same chassis. But they took the Omni and they put a turbocharger in it, and it was the Omni GLH, hmm. which was Carol Shelby was involved in it. And GLH actually meant goes like hell. <laughs> so it's this little shit box. Uh, econo car with a turbocharged engine. It was the pretty much the first hot hatch. Right. Um, when you see them, they do have some some graphics and badges on them. You're probably not going to see one outside of a car show anymore, right? Because they just didn't last. Um, my grandmother's Omni was small and had no air conditioning, and you know it was it, it was the Chrysler's answer for the economy car. Yeah. But then what ended up going down. <clears throat> Several generations later, they came out with the Dodge Neon, which replaced, well, between the Omni and the Neon was the, remember the Shadow? Yep. Dodge Shadow, like that was a weird, that was a weird car. Really? Um, so then you go from that, uh, I think the rental car fleets of every airport in the United States was full of those things. Right. But then you got to the Neon, which people think Neon and... Like, oh, that's the quintessential teenage girl car.
0: Sure.
1: You know, hey, here's a Neon to drive around in. 95 horsepower engine. Like, just nothing
0: great about it at all. Can't go fast enough to get yourself in trouble. No.
1: But Neons turned out to be really popular in the amateur racing circuits. So they came out with a Dodge Neon SRT4, Mm -hmm. which was a really cool car um very fast they did some neat things with a turbocharger and um if i understand it correctly it didn't have mufflers so it kind of <laughs> just but it wasn't stupid loud it it, may, it was quiet enough to pass you know inspections and and you know the different laws and regulations but because of the way they routed all the 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 plumbing for the exhaust it had a really neat exhaust sound. Yeah. And they were really, really fast. And you couldn't really pick them out from anywhere because they didn't do a whole lot of crazy badges on them. Um, it had a hood scoop and I think different wheels and a wing. A little wing, yeah. Yeah, and that was it. But other than that, it looked like a, a neon. Yeah. If you weren't a car person, you would have just passed it off as another neon.
0: Reminds me, like the design of it reminded me of the, the Cobalt SS. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if you, other than like the nicer wheels, yeah, you'd never know. It like, yeah, you know, it, it, and why they did a Cobalt SS, they I mean they did it in response to the neon, yeah. But the funny part about both of those cars, they never changed the interiors, uh-uh. which were just pure junk. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so it's like it, nobody in their 40s is gonna go buy one of those, no, thinking, oh wow, this is great. Right. Just <laughs> like think, oh wow this is yeah disgusting.
1: Just like and most people in their forties aren't going to go buy a, a WRX STI. No, it's just too flashy. Now they'd buy a nine two X Arrow.
0: Right, same thing. Although but, they, the the nine two X Arrow was still small. Yeah, I feel like if, if you were going to do it, you'd go with the nine five Arrow. But that's that's another car that was kind of a sleeper back in the day because you didn't know. Yeah. Um,
1: now, with the, with the Neons, they did offer a lightweight package, which came with carbon far, fiber body panels from the factory. Um, they also came out with one that had one seat, okay. five-point harness, roll cage, because they were so popular with racing. That's what's going to happen anyway. Right. And the Neon actually was a really, you know, when you do some mods to it, even in its base form, the Neon was, was uh, you'd see them a lot on SCCA. In fact, there was a Neon class um in was that rally cross yeah like an actual neon class so you know with all the different mods from stock all the way up to whatever super mod that that people would do and that was essentially just that version of the car that you could buy from chrysler already ready to go yeah like a track ready car so um but it was short-lived their neon's now dead yeah as is the dart <laughs> that's that's dead too
0: right <laughs> so the next car i've got this is going to be the controversial one as whether people even think it should be on this list because it's pure stock i mm-hmm. i'm not there's not and there's nothing special about it and it was the uh the, like the 2006 to 2010 infinity m45 Okay, I'm liking it. Or, I would even lump in the M35, because in the 08 to 10 version, mm-hmm. I think there was only 30 horsepower difference between mm-hmm. the two. The, the thing that got me with the M45 was, one, I mean, over 300 horsepower in a regular sedan. You could get it with all-wheel drive. It was really nice to sit in. Like, for me, I'm a sucker for bells and whistles. And... In '08, when they got the color gauges, like the blue gauges instead of the crap orange that Nissan was putting in everything for mm-hmm. the Maxima to the Altima, yeah, it was like black and orange, <laughs> and it was just so monochrome, it looked ugly. <laughs> but then in '08, they put in like the blue hue and the and like the color gauges, and everything got a little bit more colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, drove like a beast. The M44, but the the M45 had more torque. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it just had more get up and go to it. Yeah. Um, you could get it with the bigger wheels. You could get it with the sound system and the headrest or it wasn't the, it was in like the shoulder part of the, yeah. of the seat. Um, that, just, car, that car was a pure luxury
1: sedan. Yeah. Like it, it was, I mean, it was powerful and, and quick, but it wasn't, I never considered that a sports sedan. Right. And every manufacturer and no one can see the air quotes, mm-hmm. sport. Like, again, everyone's this is our three series competitor, though. That was a luxury sedan. Now, the thing is, like, luxury and sedans, sedans are supposed to be powerful and fast, right? Um, Rolls Royce, they are powerful and fast, they always have been. But the M45, M35, like, they were just big, heavy, comfortable,
0: kill miles in them, yeah. Sedans, but they were, but that version, those years, you could just. You step on the gas and it went, mm-hmm. it was really nice. It was easy. Like you said, easy to crush miles in Yep, with a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. And the other reason why I put it on this list and this, this had a, a big part of it. So it's like, you can get that car now with about a hundred thousand miles on it. Now, granted it's a 10 year old car, 11 year old car. You can get it with about a hundred thousand miles, 12, 15 grand. Mm-hmm that's a lot of car for oh yeah i mean look and in, in normal car times mm-hmm. normal car prices under 10 yeah not this covid prices are <laughs> <or laughs> crazy <stuff. laughs> but back before I mean shoot see it around ten eleven thousand maybe even eight or nine yeah and still in great shape um it also had that that flat uh the the matte wood look mm-hmm. so it wasn't the glossy wood dash it was the uh, like a matte wood finish yep which was just different than what everyone else is doing. Now, I, other I, I can I can hear people right now listening. They're probably, like, yeah, but you know, Audi's got the S eight, you know, BMW's got the M mm-hmm. five, or but yeah, but those are specialty sports cars. These, yeah. This is not a sports car. It was never meant to be one, right? But it, so it will roll up on you. Just I mean, look, I guess an S eight would roll up on you too, and you really wouldn't know. But you're paying like a hundred something grand for an S eight. Yeah, this thing was like forty five to fifty grand brand new, oh yeah, and the interiors of them were cool because they had that
1: so i I went to the auto show one year, and i there was one there, and the way the the nav and system and everything was an infotainment was set up, yeah, it was almost like it had a, a like a, a ledge with a whole bunch of buttons on top, yeah, and then another level down but it still had the analog clock like infinities were putting in all their cars, yeah um I was out school I liked the previous generation of that car too. Yeah. Which was just, it, you don't see him a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It just looks really, it's, it has to be black. You gotta, you gotta black the windows out. Mm-hmm. It needs to be like windshield to tint all of it. Yeah. It looks like something out of, like that. A mobster in grand theft auto would be driving around it. <laughs> right. But they were that one. And, and the one you're speaking of, yeah, they were just big, comfortable, nice cars.
0: and, it, yeah. it kind of has the cash cachet for me of like, like the early or the the two thousand like two thousand and three or two thousand to two thousand four RL mm-hmm. Acura RL yeah three hundred horsepower engine mm-hmm. but super comfortable to drive, yeah. um but could just scoot you yep. could go, it wasn't anything special but it's affordable as hell mm-hmm. and to me like I, I definitely wanted to get like. The like a regular car on here, yeah. That like I could go out tomorrow, mm-hmm. buy and be super happy with, yeah. Like I'm not gonna go buy a Mercedes R63. I don't want the headache of a bill, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah who but wants if,
1: to own an out of warranty Mercedes? Correct.
0: <laughs> but if I go get that Infinity, now this was before Infinity and Nissan put CVTs and everything. Yeah. This was back when Infinities were reliable. You could sit. In a, it, it, that's why I put it on here. Mm-hmm. People could listen to this, go out tomorrow, look for them, and like, I'm gonna go get one. Yep. I can afford that. Yep, and it's still in good shape, and I love to drive it. <laughs> That's my kind of car. Yeah, it still looks good. To me, I, yeah. I like that body style. Yeah, I mean, it was like before all the the swoopy lines and everything yeah. started coming about. I'm like, man, I, I don't, I don't dig all the swoops and no, loops I, and, everything. and you know, there's a thing about the way cars were designed in the.
1: Say early 2000s, 90s, and before, like they had windows. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like you were sitting in this. It, when, when I'm sitting in the car of today, it almost feels like, you know, when you buy a new whatever, you know, and it's it comes in the box, and then in the box, there's the styrofoam. Mm-hmm. I feel like the thing that's inside the styrofoam. Right. <laughs> like you're just in this, you can't see outside of them. There's info, there's screens everywhere that the, there's no glass. The glass area is really really reduced yeah um and the nannies on them yeah god and i just you know you sit inside of like even a smaller sports car like an integra yeah you sit in integra and like wow this has you can see you can see stuff right you know right um because the 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 window still doesn't come up to your shoulder yeah you know which is kind of like every new car that ways but like the window still seriously come up to your shoulders it's like and i'm tall yeah, you know, if you're short, like my wife probably was like she's sticking her head out the turret of a tank, right? You right. know, um, the
0: people say that they feel like sitting there, feel like they're sitting in a coffin. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. nuts. And now, I think some of it they're trying to
1: mimic that that feel of like you know sitting in the cockpit. Yeah. And the Europeans did that, you know, the sport like where you sitting low in the seat, you have got all this gauges and stuff around you, and that's great. But you know, I've never flown an f-16 but i don't imagine they're that comfortable right so why would you make my car feel like it like an f-16
0: yeah um i know the exterior looks better with it like that but the yeah. interior feels awful yeah and i agree i mean I, and i think that's why some of the cars actually feel more narrow now than they did before anyway yeah because you don't have that extra space at the window afforded you mm. from like the ledge of the window where your shoulder could kind of creep over into yeah. you know what i mean But you also didn't have all the safety stuff that that (laughs) stuff. Well, true, Yeah.
1: (laughs) But hey, you know what? Throw caution to the wind. Yeah. Now, my next one, I think I pretty much stayed entirely domestic. And this one is domestic, too. Mm -hmm. But I love these cars. Um, I always liked them. The Pontiac Grand Prix GTP. Supercharged. So it was a supercharged Grand Prix. What year What was year these? So I'm going back to, let's say, 95, 96. Before
0: they got all swoopy looking. Um, so I'm going to agree with you, except for one thing. Mm-hmm. What year did they get rid of like the bubble pattern on the door? So like the wave pattern yeah you know so, yes yeah, and, so, and they went to the flat doors,
1: yeah so Pontiac was really good at putting polyps and barnacles all over their cars to <laughs> build excitement right <laughs> all right and these cars so this is when Pontiac used to run a uh, NASCAR mm-hmm. and that's kind of where when I was a kid seeing them like Richard Petty drove one right and like okay you know number 43 the king um. But they were just, like, now I mean, they're hard to find now. Oh, yeah. But they're, like, back then, you could get them for, you know, for a, a decent, you know, short change. Like, they weren't that expensive. Yeah. Um, but, again, it's GM, so the interiors were junk. <laughs> so right. the Pontiac, for whatever reason, these were the cars they, they first put the heads-up displays in. Yep. Um, I think they did it with the
0: Bonneville...
1: SSEI too
0: was well, a. I was going to ask you about this. Yeah, so the Bonneville. So they had the SSE, which was the top trim, mm-hmm. but then they had the SSEI, which was the supercharged yeah. engine. Yeah, that thing would yep. burn yeah. some rubber. Yep. It was a big. It was just a big sedan mm-hmm. that would move, but yep. it had this huge V eight with a big old supercharger, and man, but that. It was really comfortable to ride in though too. Yeah. Even the but even the Grand Prix, mm-hmm. same deal. Could get up and go, was only a little bit smaller than the Bonneville, mm-hmm. but was a comfortable car yeah. to drive. Mm-hmm. I was a GM kind of did a good job as far as a soft cushy ride back yeah. in the day, but also comfortable seats. Yep.
1: Yeah, the yeah. seats were were soft and, and they were nice cu- yeah. cushioning, man. And again with that other, you know, I forget the, the GM, whether it was W bodies or whatever it was, but the Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. Yeah. Not the Cutlass Calais, mm-hmm. but the the Cutlass Supreme. Um, they supercharged that as well. And with the Oldsmobile, you also had the convertible option. Yeah. Which, I don't remember that, but the, the convertible top, but it still had the roll bar. Right. That was, that yeah, was yeah, over yeah. top of it. Looks stupid. <laughs> it looks so dumb. Just let that go, guys. Just let that go. <laughs> but the the Pontiac, these ones had the, the taillights that were like, um, not honeycomb, but looked like a, a checkerboard almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I remember that. Yeah. The, the steering wheel looked like a keyboard
0: because mm-hmm. there are so many buttons to control all the super functions on it. I remember but, that car looking cool, though, because it was... It sat down on its haunches, mm-hmm. like it, it was. And when it had the the body, uh, the ground effects kit on it, it didn't look outlandish. Yeah, it looked like it was a really good looking car. Yeah, like they kept those lines from front to back. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't bring the back end of it up real high, so it did, it didn't have like the downward arrow kind of look like it had that nice flat line to it yeah um sat really low nice size wheel like this is before big wheels were a thing they probably i think they put like 17s on it i remember when if a car had 18s you're like whoa those were big rims back then but man i i remember looking and maybe i was thinking probably a little bit later in the grand prix era Mm -hmm. but man like those were i remember thinking those were nice looking cars and you know, even the regular version had that bulletproof V6 engine in it. Oh, yeah. The 3800. A, yeah. That they put in a lot of GM vehicles. Oh, yeah. Bulletproof. Yeah. It was the a trans- pushrod V6. Like and the, the car was going to deteriorate around you first yeah. before anything else. Yeah. The transmission might blow up. Sure. Well. <laughs> but the engine was solid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that V6 lasts a long time. Yeah. And to be honest, the transmissions weren't horrible yeah, but unless you is, try to ring them out.
1: Right. But, but here's the problem. You put a supercharged... Engine and you have a supercharger in this and a and a capable engine. And in typical GM fashion, they made it to a four-speed automatic. Right. Rather than giving it a decent transmission, yeah. To give this car a shot, they used a a, yeah.
0: a boring transmission. What well, in the fourth gear was overdrive? Yeah. It wasn't. It was like first three gears were drive, and then you had an overdrive yeah. for highway miles. Yeah. it's like oh, it's like on. when they,
1: when they came out with a Chevy SSR,
0: mm-hmm. it four-speed automatic like
1: it was the same it was it the 4 TLE? i forget the name of it but it was like the same transmission they put in everything that wasn't a truck got this transmission right and it did the cars no justice they had great engines mm-hmm.
0: some of them now the ssr looks stupid yeah um it does. I, <laughs> yes, yes it does people are you keep, becoming collectible though
1: people yeah, are I actually buying them
0: well it's i think it's like the aztec Oh, don't no, come on! So, don't tell me people are buying that garbage. Ever since Breaking Bad, oh, people are all man. about it. That could, my buddy had one from college. They were ahead of their time. I'm
1: gonna, I'll give it that.
0: They're, then you want it? They're still ahead of time. because yeah. it still hasn't come into fashion yet. But,
1: but, the, <laughs> but the Buick Rendezvous was
0: decent. They, no one, no one shits on them. That's an that was an ugly one too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's all right. Yeah. Like, Tiger Woods drove one. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure. Yeah, right. He he sat in one for the commercial. I don't think he actually drove one. He pulled up to like the tour event in one. It's like Shaq drove a Buick too yeah. when he did the
1: commercial. And then they drove yeah, no. him a
0: quarter mile down the road and they got into their Maybach. I thought the the Buick commercials where Shaq were hysterical yeah. because when you saw him in it, I think they had to like. I don't think the front seat actually goes back that far. I think they had to create a front seat for him and and, and nail it in. Because when he was sitting in there in the commercial, like his head, his shoulders, his head, his back were all behind the B pillar. Yeah. Or just put him in the back seat. Have him drive the car for the back seat. I swear to God, if they put him in the back seat, I wouldn't be surprised for that commercial. Some magic trick was going on there. And then, but the other part was like, I know Shaq's not driving a Buick of any kind. No. (laughs) Maybe an Escalade. Yeah. Maybe a Suburban. Sure. But he's not driving that Buick LaCrosse. I know that for a fact. (laughs) (laughs) No no one's going to be out in, like, L.A. where he was at the time. Like, oh, there's Shaq and his Buick. Right. No. The valet is running out like, where's Shaq's car? It must be the Buick. Shaq gave that to his kid until his kid got too tall for it, and he gave it to, like, someone else. Right. Right. But, yeah. So the last car I got, now, I can go one of two ways. I can go, we could stay with GM. Uh Uh-huh. Or we can go with VW. I'll okay. let you pick. This is the last car we're going to do.
1: V- gonna f- we haven't visited Europe. Well, we, we did with the Mercedes. the Mercedes. Um, you know what? We just talked about GM. Let's let's hear your GM.
0: My GM. All right. 2014. So I'm still a little bit newer. Okay. The CTSV wagon. Ooh. Okay. The, wa- the wagon version. See, the regular CTSV for me wasn't didn't really do much for me. Yeah. The wagon, though, so this is when, when they brought back the CTS wagon, I was excited. Now mm-hmm. I'm I'm one of those wagon fans. I don't own a wagon, but I'm a fan of the wagons. Yeah. And Cadillac brought back the wagon. Hmm. And then they made a V model. Hmm. And you could get it with a six-speed manual. And it had the LS, or was it the it was the Corvette engine that okay. they dropped in it. And it had, if I remember right, this thing had 556 horsepower <laughs> in a wagon. It had maybe five badges on the out on the outside that said V. Mm-hmm. Two, I think there were mostly. I think there were two on the side. Yeah, and maybe one on the back. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, May- it, maybe the wheels gave it away. Mm-hmm. But other than that. It looked like, it just looked like a CTS wagon. Yeah. And then, but with that engine under the hood, it was going to smoke pretty much everything else on the road at the time.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: It was, it's crazy fast. Yeah. Now, was that all-wheel drive or was it just rear wheel? I I think it was rear wheel only. Okay. For the Vs. Yeah. The CTS you get with all-wheel because it had the the CTS and it has like the number four. Mm -hmm. Like GM did that with like the SRX4. Yeah. CTS4. Yeah. The four meant four-wheel drive. So if it just had CTS or SRX on the back, it was yeah. just the two wheel drive. Model. See, I like. Maybe for, they had no wheel drive model to be. I'll I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure. I just wish GM had kept the names. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I. I feel like as soon as I figured out what the names were, they changed them again on me. Yeah. So like when they they had it was uh, Seville and Deville. Yep. And there's Fleetwood. What? But well, that's before the. Yeah. I mean. The Seville and Deville I'm thinking about are like the ones with that got the the North Star engines. Yeah, and he had the the Eldorado Seville and the Eldorado. But that was a two that was a two door one. Yeah, but the the Seville then then the Seville became the SLS and the STS, which yeah. are just different trims and a little bit stiffer springs on the on the L or the T version. Yeah, then you had the Deville, the Deville turned into the DHS or the DTS. See, it sounds like federal agencies. You've yeah, already, you're already lost mu- me. It's too much. So that's when it started to get confusing for me. And then, so then they went to CTS. Uh, X, XTS didn't come out that later. I think CTS was like one of the only ones. See, called. every Cadillac to me right now is a CTS. And if it's fast, it's a V. Right. <laughs> and, and to be honest, like, even right now, I couldn't tell you what the size difference is between no. any of these Cadillacs. Mm-mm. Like Cadillac needs to change this garbage. Under the right. Escalade. Well, that's it. That's yeah. the only one they kept the name for yeah. because they knew they would lose brand recognition. Right. The rest of this stuff they have, I mean, like an XT5. I don't know what the heck that is. No. Apparently, it sounds, it's an like, SRX. Something of, it
1: sounds like something out of a Star Wars movie.
0: Yeah. I wish like, they would, I wish they would bring names back. Yeah. And for me, everyone's trying to be Toyota. Toyota's got like seventeen different models. Yeah, and they all have names. But can we yeah. just go back? Have three SUVs. Yeah. And three sedans. Mm-hmm. Compact, midsize, full size. Well, hey, Chry- Dodge is there. They've got three models. <laughs>
1: right. Do- yeah. That's more of a necessity because nobody bought them. Durango, Challenger, which I think they're shit canning, and Charger. So the only one that's like,
0: you know, cool, they're getting rid of. <laughs> and that, with Chrysler's even worse. Chrysler's got the, 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 the uh, 300. And the Pacifica. And the Pacifica. Yeah. That's it. I can deal with that. At least I know what they are. <laughs> I don't to buy any of them. Yeah. You know, Chrysler exists for Jeep. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I guess most people don't even know that Fiat doesn't even own it anymore.
1: They, they don't? See, I didn't know
0: that. Stellantis owns it. Who the hell is that? Chinese company.
1: Oh, shocker.
0: Which is, some people say, you know, there were a lot of Jeeps at uh, Joe's outdoor event when he was during his campaign. They, <laughs> they were making inferences as to why that was. Jeeps only were there. Only yeah. Jeeps. Um, but now Jeep is keeping Jeep is what keeps the the other two alive. You're probably Ram, uh, and Ram. You're yeah. right. The trucks. Yeah. They do Cause Although, they they're Ram? back to calling them Dodges now. Oh, I are think. they? Now? Yeah, I think I think the Ram kind of got tossed aside. It's it's now a, like the Ram. Or maybe not. Maybe it's the Ram Bighorn. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. If you know out there, let us know. <laughs> um, they'll call to action there. They tell us to do that every once in a while. Let they want us to tell you to do something like. <laughs> I don't want to tell you to do anything, but if you feel like it, and want to correct us, go right ahead. Yeah, please do. Um, but yeah, it, but those. Uh, so those were ten cars that we thought were sleepers. Uh, can pull up to you at the at the supermarket, smoke you at the red light. Um, uh, we're gonna try to do some more car shows in the future. Something like I, I like this, like the top five versions. I like yeah, that. It's, it's fun for us just because we're both we both like cars, but yeah. You know we're probably we're not wrenching every day so no and i probably I, I certainly don't know enough to start a whole youtube channel over like 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 the guys over at donut media they do this great <laughs> but um if you can uh please like subscribe comment share this video podcast or wherever you're hearing us and we hope you like the show and we will talk to you next time